0: Welcome to the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we talk about scripture, theology, and anything relating to God in a loving
1: conversation. And where we try to get to the heart of the matter. Welcome to the next edition of Heart of the Matter Radio. I'm your host, Josh Hellman. And today we are still in our series for Identity in Christ, if you have been paying attention. It's going to take up a good chunk of time here for uh, the upcoming future Um, we are talking about the adoption that we are granted in God. So this is kind of the second part of that. Um, We talked about basically being sons of God, and we're trying to build on our identity, as the series is, is telling us. So thank you if you have been listening. We really appreciate it. Uh continue to hit the share and like buttons. We really appreciate that guys. Uh, we have seen our viewership going up a little bit. We are in the beginning stages of this podcast. So any new viewers, uh, you know, we really appreciate any consistent viewers we appreciate. So just thank you for that. Um we want to continue to bring you guys quality content and uh we just hope uh you know it's been a blessing to you guys. Um we've heard a couple feedbacks from different people and Um, So we uh, we we're just grateful that we can be a blessing to some people. Um, So if you are listening and and like we said, you're a blessing, uh, just uh, we're a blessing to you. Just uh, share that, um, whether that be whichever platform you're on. Um, So with that, I'm going to turn over. I have uh, in studio today, Mark, you were on hiatus last week. Uh, You're back in studio.
0: I was. Yeah. Feels good to be back in back in Wisconsin.
1: Yep. And then um What was the
0: what was the weather like over there? I assume it was comparable to here. So I left the day of the big blizzard. Yeah. Avoided all of that. It was like in the fifties on my drive down there. And then the next day it was in the sixties. Did you guys experience that? I was in West Virginia, by the way, for those listening. Yeah. Yeah, Um that was Saturday a week ago.
2: I don't know, man. I don't remember that far back. (laughs) Yeah, our our weather was was
1: balmy. We we had a really wicked weather week. It went from freezing and snow, and we had like probably four days before Wednesday. We had like a couple feet, or maybe like a foot or two of of snow. Then it got
2: real warm. Yeah. Then it got
1: to sixty degrees. Tornadoes. Yeah. And and within a day, it went from like cold, windy. To Okay, two days, it was like warming up, and it got up to 60s, almost everything melted. Then we had rain in the morning, and then everything was melted after that, and then we had tornadoes at night.
2: Yeah, 120-mile-per-hour like <laughs> winds.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. Like, first time a tornado has ever touched down in
2: Stanley in my life. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wow. my hometown for those listeners, you know. At least that first that I can remember. I mean, I, I don't know
0: unless. We're not, <laughs> yeah. <We're> talking,
2: <laughs> you know? talking about end times. Like yeah. I remember being a kid and being like, like the closest tornado ever was, like one that like touched down near Highway 29, just outside of town. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. before I was born, or like around when I was really little. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to be in the middle of December, like how? Bizarre. Yeah.
2: Like we don't get tornadoes in December. Yeah.
1: Well, so now weird. we do. Yeah,
2: now we do. Now that yeah. the apocalypse is on yeah. the horizon.
1: Well, and yeah. and that was crazy because then like right after it, it like the storm lasted 5 minutes um for those who didn't have a tornado like it just passed by like it was really bad wind, really bad rain for 5 minutes. And it. then like day after, not a couple hours later, we have snow again and it's really cold. Mm-hmm. So like it was just it was just bizarre and Again, we know they're still dealing with the tornadoes that hit in the you know the the middle of the country and stuff. Yeah, so.
2: a lot of cleanup crews and people going out there and helping. Yeah, like, um, a lot of volunteers.
1: So we're still praying for you guys. Um, sending those prayers out. Um, you know, we're praying for your families, um, just that you can find uh, your family members. We're praying that they're safe um, and that just God can kind of. Um, bring everything back in your life, um, you know, building your houses, your your businesses, whatever it is. We're just going to pray for those communities to be uh, filled with God's presence right now, that the church can really coalesce around uh, everyone and, uh, you know, just build back those communities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what what were you away for, Mark? What were you doing? Yeah, so I was
0: visiting a friend of mine down in West Virginia. Uh, she had been a classmate on my advanced missions training class uh, course last year. Um, and she lives with a prophet slash bad man in the spirit. <laughs> in a, I say that in a good way. Um, good, good Shaft, commentation, good commentation. that bad man. Yeah, <laughs> yes. shaft. He's stuff. a
1: bad. Man. Shut your mouth. We're we talking about Shaft. We can do um, it. Sorry.
0: So yeah, it was just a really wild weekend of fellowship and encouragement. And preparation, honestly, leading into the season that the church and the world is kind of coming into. So yeah. a little bit of a cliffhanger, I guess, but
1: <laughs> yeah. And is that through overland missions?
0: So, so a f- the friend of mine is, but yeah, she then lives with this family who is not affiliated in any way. Okay. Um. Yeah, and it was just cool. It was cool to see the ministries that she's part of. I can't remember the name of it. On Saturday night. I do know, it was Sunday night. They have, um, it's basically a street ministry that meets indoors. And it's just all these mm. really wild guys, you know, with really cool testimonies. Like, I, yeah, I was, like, looking at the guys in front of me in worship, and they all had, like, the neck tattoos. And not that, that that's indicative of anything, but, you know, it was a lot It's of indicative four, of a little bit. A little, yeah, yeah <laughs> a lot of, like, formerly <laughs> incarcerated, and you can kind of read in between the lines here. But, um... Typically, Man, if the you worship. had a neck
1: tattoo, you've probably lived a little bit more we're than guessing. some other people. We're guessing.
2: <laughs> like, not. Just, uh, I, 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 just, my mind automatically goes yeah. to this youth pastor on TikTok who has neck tattoos. Oh, just okay.
1: like you know, mean? never been to prison. You know, just, yeah. We're not condemning anyone with neck tattoos. We're just saying like that's you know, it's it's almost kind of like the face tattoo. There's there's pro- there's a story there some of those behind those any too. tattoo. Yeah, right? there's a you story.
0: Know? Yeah, there's some of those too. Yeah. Well,
2: no, but, it, it's it's a. Uh, if anything, it's indicative of. Uh, um, some form of a courage or bravery, right? Yeah, some outgoing, outgoingness. Yeah, not necessarily criminal, but there's an outgoingness about this personality. If yeah. you got a face tattoo, you're a little outgoing yeah. for sure. You're going to be, You're going to be an embraceive type yeah. of person. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you'll you'll tell someone to their face how you're feeling. Yeah. You're that type of person. Big
1: time. You're willing to do things. That tattoo is kind of fall into that camp
0: to too. Yeah. yeah, there,
2: there we go. We got it all
0: brushed yeah. out. Now. There it is. <laughs> but um, no, that ministry was really cool and um. I don't know. Yeah, like, you know, you, like you think of the guys that Jesus surrounded himself with, right? Imagine what like those worship sessions would have been like, you know, like these guys are all in, speaking of the apostles. Yeah. That's what that's what this service was like. Like these guys were just all in. There's women too, but these people were all in and it was just um, a really cool taste of heaven, basically.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing, like people who have lived um, you know you you guys have experienced this more than me you know with uh, dealing with drugs and, and different things in life but people who have lived what are you saying Josh more yeah. extreme <laughs> um, circumstances in their lives that like you, you tend to deal with more extreme things too when it, when you do come to Christianity too yeah. it's it's kind of like that's why God I feel like Goes to the people who are like the outcasts and stuff because yeah. they're willing to do things other people aren't. I want to get a neck tattoo. I'm going to get a neck tattoo. <laughs> then when you come to Christ, it's I want to go talk to this guy about Christ. I'm going to go talk to this guy about Christ. God, you want me to do this? Yeah, I'll go do this. I was living for me, but now I'm going to live for you in the same manner I was living for myself. Yeah, yeah that,
2: I mean it. Yeah, absolutely. You know the things, the trials, the tribulations, the things that I've been through mm-hmm. has led me to a place where. I've experienced so much grace from God. I just want to extend that grace out to other people. makes sense why I'm in deliverance ministry doing what I'm doing. It's just because, like, I've been delivered. And it's not just like, you know, like, I didn't have, like, these crazy, profound, physical healing miracles in my body when I got, you know, a demon, you know, cast out of me or whatever. But, you know, it's just like the culmination of it all, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just my, my own personal story. You know? Yeah, I was
0: just gonna say there's a much greater appreciation there, you know, knowing what you have come from, and like just yeah, going back to God's grace and His mercy, you know, it's like, yeah. it's, too yeah, like, to God, sh- like it's too good not to be. It's too good. I can
2: feel. Shared. I can feel this way. Like I can feel this freedom right now after everything that I've done. Oh man! And yeah. there's you know what I mean. And there's people out there with more extreme stories than mine by far, you know. But but uh I mean. <laughs> I don't view I don't view them in any more extreme way. I mean I've been through a lot of yeah. sin, iniquity, transgression. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. so, you know,
1: I get it. Yeah. God can save me. Yeah. Well, and it's like save you save know, anyone. It, I really believe it. That's you know, part of my story is like the fear of man and overcoming that because I want to be accepted, you know, by people I struggle like, with that too. I, I know like that's a huge thing because we need to seek that from Christ. But you know, at work and stuff, that's always been an issue. Is like, where do I draw the line between trying to reach someone for Christ, but also trying not to push them away to where I can't reach them from Christ, You know, for Christ. You know, mm. and I feel that that there's always that battle when you want to reach someone for Christ, but you also you want to be able to connect with them and relate to them so that you can bring them to Christ. But sometimes it crosses the line that you're just kind of making excuses sometimes to not reach them for Christ. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've been praying about that at work specifically. And, uh, I feel like, and this is again, not to toot my own horn and because I fall short a lot. Um, but I feel like I've become less and less concerned with how others view me because I feel like with things I talk about at work, people probably think I'm cuckoo anyways. And I'm just like, well, they're going to think I'm crazy. I'm just, you know. gonna Yeah, whatever. God, if they're going to mock me for my beliefs, so what? Like, I'll just tell I'll just use it as a platform. They mock me and I'll laugh with them. And then I'll be like, yeah, it's pretty crazy, you know, and then I'll tell if
2: you want to if you want to spend all your time mocking, you know, if you think if you find that to be a fruitful exercise of your day. Yeah. You know, that's on you. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. that's kind of what it is. Like, uh, and I think that's what it's like what's cool about seeing like uh, God, I mean, seeing God's power and seeing his, you know, like moving into deliverance ministry. You know, it's just like, I mean, like today I did deliverance with a guy I was telling you this story. I mean, like I asked God to send a legion of angels or like have an angel strike a demon. And I literally, this guy literally saw this take place, man, I, I literally, I was making dinner after that. I was just like geeking out, <laughs> you know, yeah, just man. like, why am I so, I need to like. I need to like take a stop, just like appreciate this for a second. Mm-hmm. That I prayed to God, He sent an angel with a sword and struck this demon's head off. I don't know what's going on in the spirit realm. I really don't, but that's what this dude saw. Man, I, I don't know. Hallelujah. We live in a in a crazy reality, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the spiritual realm is nuts, yeah. and it's like. You know, there's people that will listen to this and be like, yeah, totally like that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that really happened, John. It's like, you know what? I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I believe. (laughs) So, you know what? (laughs) So what? You know, I
1: don't don't really care what you think. You know, like in the Bible, I mean, Jesus constantly (sighs) talked to the the religious people. Again, this isn't a condemnation on people if they think, well, that's weird what they're talking about. Anything that we ever talk about, because I was that person two years ago. Like, and I continuously say that. I said that at work the other day because, you know, I was talking about, I I, I talk to people about stories that you tell me and stuff at work. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, I got this friend in deliverance ministry and he's, saw this and i got another friend who's in deliverance ministry and he you know that whole alien demon thing and stuff people just look at me and they just start getting me like that stink eye and this is people who say they're christians you know mm-hmm. and and i get it things can seem weird and stuff but that's when when you start like opening your eyes to things like kind of see how weird things are even in the scriptures like we don't understand a lot of things we think we do like you know when you start talking about the Nephilim and, and, and Enoch and all this stuff and all that stuff it, we like to think that we have a finger on everything we like to think that we are in that position and it's like I don't know it, it, there's a lot of things that I thought that I used to um, but as as more I've studied everything it's like there's still solid truth. There's still a base truth, but you know, I'm kind of trying to give that over to God and not like bludgeon people with what I think is true of Christianity. There's
2: still a lot of mysteries. Yeah. I mean like what exactly transpired on the cross? There's still debate over it. You know, like what exactly? I mean, like we get what was done. Like we were, you know what I mean? Like you can explain it all and there's Bible verses explaining it all, but there's still like mystery around the fundamental nature of all these different we've been talking about it, even like the Trinity. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's still these open dialogue conversations where people get so locked into being right instead of just being like, this is what the Bible says. You know, it's like there's different verses once saved, always saved. Whether can you lose your salvation? Why are we focusing our time on that? Let's just focus on following God.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know. There's just so many things like that mm-hmm. where people are so quick to yell heresy. But I, I did want to say this too when we were talking about. Um, these crazy things about God to people in the world, whether they might call themselves Christian or have some form of a Christian background, but they don't see the miracles of God, have never seen the miracles of God. You know, this like this episode of the podcast, we're talking about adoption. You know, if we're orphans being adopted, it's like imagine, like, imagine being like in an orphanage, right? Mm-hmm. Being an orphan, you're adopted by a family and if we're talking about God, we're, we're talking about like the richest family in the world. I mean, imagine being like, you know, that what's what's that
1: movie? Richie rich.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. like God is like, and I'm not comparing God to like, you know, billionaire, but like, you know what I mean? Like God is so,
1: yeah, he's a trillionaire.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. trillionaire. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, basically what I'm saying is though, like the wealth of God, like the mm-hmm. wealth of God, I'm not saying, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about the wealth, which is mm-hmm. like everything. Mercies, grace, um, his power, his love, his mercies—the fruit, you know what we get to experience: casting demons, seeing miracles, you know, seeing healings, things of this nature, things of God's nature. And you explain that to a world, it's like they're not adopted yet. Yeah. They might, I, I, but they might not ever be adopted. You know what I'm saying? Like, try explaining these things to someone. Like, this is who my dad is now. Mm-hmm. Like I've never experienced that before. Well, they got before.
1: that veil on their eyes. Right? Yeah, that, the they're they're blinded.
2: Lies. Yeah, they've never experienced that. They just don't know. They can't wrap yeah. their mind around it. They can't rationalize it. Mm-hmm. And it's like <sighs> you can't rationalize it either. I can't. You know, I just believe. I trust. Mm-hmm. I know. I know who my dad is. You know, and I think that's kind of like maybe goes into our first verse too. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> Um yeah so we're going to transition here to the first verse uh that'd be Romans chapter 8 verses 14 through 17. Again, we're talking about being adopted as sons uh for Christ and again just to paint a picture of the word adopted um that comes from a, a similar root as appointed as the word appointed. So basically uh, an adoption is an appointed son. Um and so for God, you know, he, he has appointed us. And that that's really cool. He's brought us into his family because he chose us. He appointed us. Uh, so for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him, that we may be glor- also glorified together. So a lot in this verse, I know we talked about being, uh, uh, having an inheritance, um, you know, last week that we, um, being sons of God, we get to have an inheritance. Um, and you kind of mentioned that as well again, Um this is another verse that plays into that but again those who are led by the spirit are God's children um so and then that that spirit there said it's given us a spirit of adoption not fear so obviously God's spirit doesn't fear it it's a it's a a spirit of family it's a spirit of ownership over us security yep um so again like you you can sit there and say well ownership that you know that's kind of like materialistic no not in that sense if you adopt a son you have a contract you you're going to have legal documents that you own that person um that like they're you're you're the guardian right yeah it's not like you own them like a slave per se it it it's that you basically well, it's not like a slave at all. Yeah, it's totally different, yeah. yeah. They're yours. Um but the great thing about that is what does a father do? He takes care of that person, feeds them, clothes them, shelters them. That's the great thing about adoption is that picture is now we get to be in the household of God and we get those things. But not just the things we need, like like you said before, John, the scriptures say he's given us the signet ring or the signet ring. He's given us the robes. He's given us the feast. Like he doesn't just bring us in, but he lavishes us with gifts that we don't deserve, but by his mercy and grace, he gives us. So those things are, you know, the robes of righteousness, the mercy of of the feast, the celebration, you know, I
2: mean, we're talking about like identity in Christ, right? We've been talking about identity for a while now. We are literally imagers of Jesus Christ, who God, the father, right? So God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit, God came down Right? He left his divinity aside, fully God, fully man, walked on the earth as a man. Yeah. Right? His Holy Spirit dwelt within him. He walked in alignment with what the Father wanted him to do, even though the Father and the Son are still one being. <laughs> Let's yeah. emphasize this because we've been talking about a lot of oneness yeah. out there, our modalism, all that, all that fun stuff to talk about. But like God Himself walked as a man, and then He died and resurrected. Now we die and we resurrect with Him. Now it is no longer us, but Christ who lives with us. We are literally doing and get to do exactly what Christ did when he was on this earth. So we, as we submit to Christ, just as Christ submitted to the father, we gain his inheritance. But while we're on earth, we also walk as he did as a servant. Mm -hmm. Jesus walked as a servant. It's like our God literally was a servant. He literally laid down his life. <laughs> you know, he literally laid down his divinity. He was born in a manger. Like, he he laid all this stuff down. So, woe is me. I can't afford my electric bill this month. It's like, listen. <sighs> Jesus was born in a cave. <laughs> you know, like, the God of the universe was born in a manger. You know, it, I think it's just crazy. Like, we're following in the same pattern with Christ. We are to be imagers of Christ, just as Christ did it. And it's like, and if... If we are faithful, what do we get? We get the exact same inheritance as he does after as well. So, I don't know. I just felt like really hammering that home for some reason.
1: Yeah, it says uh, that we're joint heirs with Christ. You yeah. Know? So, it, it's like we're children of God, but joint heirs with Christ. Well, what does Christ inherit? What does yeah, Christ inherit? Well, what did
2: he have to do before he got to inherit that? Submit to the Father. Submit to... like He had to... You know, he was in the garden praying before he was crucified. Like, man, if this cup could pass for me, Father, please remove it. But Mm -hmm. your will be done. You know, it's like we have to go through hard things in this life. You know, we we have our flesh we got to deal with. Even though we Mm -hmm. know, we feel, we know we're infinite beings. We have these eternal beings. We're eternal beings, right? And we know that. Our heart knows this. And we feel like there's more for us sometimes and, we're, and we feel like we're stuck in this shell. You know, like we go, you know what I mean? I know you, we've talked about this, you know, you feel like this repetitive pattern, like, oh, like I just have to keep going to work. Like I don't want to go to work anymore. Yeah. You know, like You know, we all get into these patterns where it's just like, oh, there's so much more out there for me to be doing. I know it. I can feel it in my bones. Like, there is more. And, like, this is why, Mark, this is why you're hopping on a a jet plane and leaving over, right? Amen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You got that call in your spirit. But, like, that's not easy to do. Mm. Even though you, like, have a heart for, you know, is it Southeast Asia, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you have a heart for that place. But, like, it's still not going to be easy. You're leaving first world uh, comforts. And, like, you're... You're going into some unknown region, unknown people,
0: you know, unknown everything. Yeah. To be fair, I've been conditioned, you know, through my own wayward wandering. Yeah, yeah. But no, you're right. Yeah, there's, yeah, we want to glaze over it. Yeah, of course, the realities are tough. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no well, doubt. I mean, even though we, we could be entering the end times, too, maybe you'll spend the end days, like... Yeah, with Christians over there. Yeah, yeah. Amen. <laughs> God
1: speed. God bless. You know, yeah. like let's yeah. do it. We got yeah. brothers
2: and sisters all over this world. You know, because we're all adopted. We're all a family. Well,
1: yeah. that's the thing. You know, I've, <clears throat> I. Mean, we'll see no on the no other matter, side. <laughs> no matter how much you like to travel, to make that decision, especially a decision like you're doing, you're not doing it willy nilly. Like no. you you literally feel a call in your life, and so you still mm-hmm. have that rational brain to say, okay. I have to spend time, money, effort. I have to sacrifice family, friends, um, a fantastic podcast that um, I'm a part of. Like I have to give sure up. We can do it remotely. All of these things. Um, and it's not that you're not going to have friends and family in a different sense over there. It's not that you're going to have a, a new church um, over there. Um, but. It's different. Life is going to look different, you know, and and there's going to be great things from that. And you're going to be stretched and you're going to come back different. And I guess I guess (laughs) like I guess what I'm I guess what I'm getting at
2: is just like. I want to be excited. We you know we were we had we had this long conversation before we started recording because, you know, the world's looking pretty dour, you know, or
1: dire, you know, that just looks they look both dour and die. Yeah,
2: right? it looks both. Yeah. It's bad. It's just bad out there, right? There's a lot of natural disasters happening. It's like the you know, you got these forced mandates and it's like persecution is kind of actually creeping into the American people or you know, in the American the church. church. Yeah. And it's like what it, what what's going on? Are we going into the end times? Is this the is the tribulation period just around the corner? Is it ten years out? What's this I mean, there's so much chatter and chit chat and there's fear. Why are we afraid? Why is anyone afraid? As Christians, why are we afraid? Yeah. You know, we should be embracing this. You know, we should just it should just be motivation. So mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of like what I really want to get mm-hmm. at here. It's like God himself left his home. Mm-hmm. You know, don't you think he would have been, you know, a little nervous about that? Maybe not nervous in the sense of like no. anxiety or fear. But I just mean that like he he embraced an infant mind. He embraced yeah. having to be taken care of by his mom. He embraced stubbing his little pinky toe on, on, on end tables, mm-hmm.
1: you know, like that. That's a reality. Slivers. But he also knew his identity, though. Oh, I know. More than anyone. So that, that's the thing. That, and that's why we're talking about this. It, it plays perfectly. <laughs> yeah, he knew identity his identity. Because, he was still tempted with that stuff, though. A- absolutely. But because <clears throat> Interestingly. he knew his identity so much and he was his identity, like he lived that out. And so he didn't walk in fear because even though he was tempted... It was because he knew who he was in the father. He knew that he was the father. I um, guess I just mean
2: before he even left. Like, yeah. before, like, you know what I mean? Like, imagine, like, the day before he was born on earth. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like all right, I'm going. You like, know, and, like, and just being like, you know, <laughs> like, father, uh, you know, I'm going to be a baby for a little bit. It's going to be weird. Um, you know what I mean? Like, the experience. Wait, Like, sometimes I feel like we forget that God experienced that. You know what I mean? He like he actually lived it.
0: Yeah.
2: Like he actually experienced that. That's got to be weird, right? Mm-hmm. I can't wrap my mind around it really. Yeah. But I mean, he like he was a child. <laughs> you know, he grew like m- not in dog years. You know, like in real human years. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. he was a child at one point. Uh-huh. So I think that like you know you talk about you're going over to South. I mean, like you're just going over to a, a country you want to go to. You know. Yeah. Like God literally laid his divinity aside, became a man. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so what tasks do we have? How do we? How are we going to be servants now as adopted children? Mm-hmm. You know, we're adopted into that family. Well, how did the family start? You know, how did it all start? Well, Jesus <laughs> cast demons, healed people, preached, and embraced death on a cross publicly yeah. Yeah. to 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 reclaim us, to
1: give us the spirit. So, to man, think, to think about him in the garden asking God to pass the cup if if he, you know, we know he can. But he was going to do that since before the beginning of time and space and matter. Mm -hmm. Like He literally knew before that creation that he was going to be there at that point praying that he was going to be suffering that much. He was going to take on that much suffering. But obviously he knows who he is and so he can get through it. But again... Here it, it says that we cry out by the spirit of adoption, Abba, Father. And Christ is on the cross crying out, Abba, Father.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he it, it's so much suffering that he gets to the point where he's on the cross crying out, like, you know, Abba, Father. You know, you know, why, basically. But he knows why. And it's it's not exactly that kind of why. But it, it's to, to show, I believe, the suffering the the absolute suffering that he went through, I think that's the point of that scripture. But yeah, to sit there and and say, and then we come back to the scripture, we're joint heirs to that, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so get stoked, you know. Like, <laughs> but and, and he goes on to say that if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also. Glorif- be glorified together.
2: You know, it's so interesting, though. Like, it's, I read this book. I don't even know if I... Maybe I haven't brought it up on this podcast yet, but the book Radical by David Platt. Hmm. Um, he was talking about... They, they kind of discussed the the prayer in the garden prior to the death. And that like the cup that he was praying to pass had nothing to do with his physical death. Because Christians, time and time again, have these insanely radical... Confident stories like going to death in martyrdom. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, sustained by the same Holy Spirit, would have experienced that same type of supernatural courage, protection, and knowledge of you know what this is going to look like. The cup was the wrath of God. Mm. That's what he feared. That's or not? Well, yeah, he feared the wrath of God, right? That's what he was at, mm-hmm. asking to be passed his own wrath, right? And uh, he gave like examples of stories of of people who've been martyred. And one of them is like, this guy is literally being flayed to death. Mm -hmm. And while he's being flayed, this Christian, I can't remember where this was located. I'd have to go back to the book, but this guy's having Mm -hmm. his skin.
1: John Bray right? This guy
2: is having his skin peeled off Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and he literally like laughs and cries out saying, remove my old garment Mm -hmm. for I will receive a new one. And it's like, this is what Christians are like yelling out when they're when they're going through some of the most painful deaths ever like imagined, right? Mm. They're just mm-hmm. worshiping God during it. Yeah. And there's countless examples. I mean like every I think almost every example of martyrdom that I've ever read about, it's always something. Yeah. It's always I mean even in the Colosseum, like centur- like the Roman guards who would like bring out the 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 slaves in the Colosseum some of them would literally just turn to Caesar and kneel down. Like they escorted people into the Colosseum to be eaten by lions or to be killed. And they would just kneel down and hand their sword over and die with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, wow. imagine that being your conversion. Yeah. This is the moment I'll choose to follow Christ wow. in the Colosseum. Mm. By turning to Caesar and going, I choose God.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And man. dying with them. that. Actually. Yeah, I didn't know.
2: Yeah, that's happened. Yeah. If that that was happening. So I just think that you know what I mean. So I don't know that when when Jesus was asking for the cup to pass, it was the way that the wrath would be poured out, not necessarily mm. the physical, but what was going on in the spiritual realm.
1: Yeah, and there's definitely <laughs> um, imagery that goes on with the cups because I know the Last Supper. Um, again, my wife learning like Messianic stuff. He talked about the cup at the Last Supper. There were um, like in can't remember if it's in Passover or something, but, um, there were different cups. I think there were four and like Jesus actually, um, like drank the first three or something and not the fourth one or something like that. He drank like three of them and not, not one of them because something had been fulfilled or he was going to be the blood poured out. So he would be that cup. So, um, it's it's really interesting to, to kind of actually deep know dive that on too. the symbolism, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know the cup and the wine you know, being poured out and stuff like that. So um, because I, I think the wedding at Cana, like, yeah, too yeah. is yeah. like I, a precursor. I, I, yeah, how wine it, it, wine's always symbolized something, um, blood, um, and then you have weddings, oh, it, banquets and feasts, and then what do you have at feasts and weddings and banquets? Wine and bread, you know, like it, yeah. it all kind of correlates and stuff and then he's always using you know um for, for forage and uh, forgery and stuff like that for symbolism like plants and and all that stuff too which again wine vines all that stuff all uh, together but uh, we're going to move on to our our next verse uh, mark's going to be reading again we're still in romans eight here uh just a couple verses later
0: yeah so we've got romans eight twenty three. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies.
1: So along with creation, we await adoptionhood with God. So, um, and then we have the first fruits of the Spirit. I think that's a cool thing as well. So to me, that almost kind of seems like a tithing, you know, <laughs> like it, it's we are supposed to give of our first, which is supposed to be our best and our blameless, right? It's it's literally supposed to be the best that we have. And here it's saying that we are given the best of the Spirit. Like we're not given like, oh, yeah, here's the crumbs, we're given the fullness of the spirit. Like you're not just going to get a little bit of the spirit. You're going to get the fullness of the spirit. You're going to get the first. I thought that's spirit.
2: all been cut off at some unspoken
1: time <laughs> in history. Oh yeah. Isn't, yeah. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> yeah, uh, and, and it's going to make us grown inwardly to eagerly await the adoption of sons. Redemption um, to yeah.
2: fully clarify it. Yeah. Cause the, the full, the full redemption takes place. Like, we're in the sanctification period, yeah, you know we're being saved, <laughs> you know, we mm-hmm. had the Holy Spirit to seal us, but we yet we're still being saved, you know, mm-hmm. it hasn't been culminated yet,
0: yeah, that grown like, inwardly is an interesting um kind of image, you know it- it makes me think of i mean you guys have both been there, i guess, but but pregnancy and labor pains, right, and it's like mm-hmm. a woman going through that 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 might be her present reality, right, but she's like moving forward into the joy and the
1: yeah.
0: incredible revelation of ha- like producing life, you know, like in, in yeah. the immediate it's, it's intense and horrible and painful. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's I guess. Right. Who, what do I know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
0: and, and I can tell you right
2: now. They're not, <laughs>
1: yeah. what, what is crazy though too, here is it also says along with the creation.
2: Yeah. Like, the creation. It's again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's going to be redeemed. Creation is going to be redeemed. Life, animals, the oceans, everything. But it says that along with creation, we are given the first fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. So God has given His Spirit to creation itself fully. Yeah. Um, and it's almost
0: like a down payment and anticipation of that future. Well, I think
2: that's what's really cool because, like, if you talk about like hell, based on the descriptions of what we get in the Bible, hell is literally it's just the absence of God. So. You know, God is light, so hell is a place of darkness. You know, God is God light. God is the, God is love. God is love. There, so hell is not there's no is a place of hatred or no love, absence mm-hmm. of love. Mm-hmm. God is warm. You know, whatever it is, warmth. So it's freezing. Or or God is. You know what I mean? God's mm-hmm. an unquenchable fire too. You yeah. know, but yeah. but I'm just saying, that, like general, God is water. Like breath, God is air. water, air. Yeah. yeah, God is the breath of life. He's air. He's the bread. You know, there's food. There's and hell doesn't have these things. It's just like creation has. And is, um, actually, what What does it say? As a Christian, today is the most hell you'll taste. Mm. And as a non-Christian, today is the most of heaven that you'll experience. Mm. Mm. And <sighs> that's a lot. That's a lot to take in there. But, like, we experience God's spirit, we, and we take it for granted. It's like, what, what exactly... Is going on outside that's being held together by God. I mean, the stars rotate. The the crea- creation worships God. Yeah. How does creation do that? <laughs> well, probably because His Spirit is like vibrating through everything. You know, <laughs> quantum mechanics would tell you that. Like, there's an outside source interfering with everything.
1: Yeah. Creation speaks um, to us. Paul says this, right? That mm-hmm. the the law of the natural uh, natural gospel which is, you know, God gave us the heavens and the earth to marvel at. Um, You know, any man can look at nature and see that there is a God. Um, You know, a lot of people like to look and and deny that there's a God because they don't want to change how they're living. But, you know, Lully Giglio, uh, you know, is a great pastor on this. He takes the the science behind things and he puts them in such a profound way. You know, um, if anyone's ever watched... uh, the whales and the, um, stars stars singing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's such a great video where it's just taking the different wavelengths, the sound waves that, that stars naturally radiate and then the sounds of whales and putting them together. And then he puts them to the beat of a Chris Tomlin song. How great is our God? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just like, he's using the scripture that even the rocks will cry out, even the, you know, even nature itself will praise God yeah. Um, and- I've heard
2: testimony of that too. Mm. A, a guy, I think he was, I think he was uh, having a psychedelic trip, mm-hmm. uh, and he like he was praying at the same time. Like he was, you know, he was seeking. God, searching for God. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people are see they're searching for something usually when they're doing psychedelics, you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people do. There's people that just party with them, but there's people that are like deep thinkers and they're searchers and they want to search for something. Oftentimes mm-hmm. finding demonic spirits and well people in music
1: and art, they use it as yeah. an inspirational yeah. tool. Yep.
2: yep. Um, uh, you know, flip, throw on some Pink Floyd, try to figure out your life, you know? Yep. But um
1: <laughs> Eating some Cheetos. <laughs> but no,
2: I heard this testimony of this guy. Um, you know, there was a point where he, he really felt like the Holy Spirit showed up, and his this guy's testimony I can't remember his name right now, but his testimony was very similar to Dennis's um and you know God showed up, he had like a vision of God, and when he showed up, everything in nature like turned like the trees, the rocks, the ground, yeah. the plants, every because he was outdoors, he was like he was in the woods, everything in the woods just turned and started worshiping God. So you could be like, well, he was on drugs. It's like, yeah, but that stuff doesn't really happen on drugs. I mean, you have to, I, you know what I mean? Like,
1: it's interesting. Well, I don't because I've never been on drugs. Yeah, but I, it, yeah. it just <laughs> it depends on the, the amount you take, I suppose. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, Yeah, that's a crazy picture because the first thing I thought of was God walking through the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. Mm. Like, they would have known the awe of God, not just by who God is but by everything around it. And that kind of, again, r- goes back to that C.S. Lewis quote, um, which is, I know Christianity is true, just as I know this, the, uh, that um, the, the sun is, tr- I think it's the sun will rise, or the sun is true, because not, I don't, it's not true because I see it, but by it, I see everything else. And it's like, that's the same with God, As it's like, we can look at God and know he's true, But we can also look around God and know he's true by everything else. And and I think that's such a profound thing. When you said that, that's the first thing I thought of was like just him walking in the garden with Adam and Eve and like trees turning to God and stuff. But the crazy thing is Adam and Eve probably wouldn't even have noticed that because they would have been focused on God.
2: Yeah, worshiping him in the same Mm way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so. I
2: mean I don't I mean they weren't were they on LSD? No. <laughs> you know, like, yeah,
1: yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> or was all the of existence kind of yeah.
2: like that at one point?
1: I but. know the Beatles were, but uh, yeah, no, they yeah, it it that that just would be something crazy to to experience. I just I mean, think obviously that, like, experiencing I, God in and of himself and worshiping God is gonna be crazy, but to actually see how all of creation worships God.
2: Yeah, well, I'm excited for that. Like what it, what's happening to be like when everyone and everything is worshiping God and experiencing okay. being a part of that um, with the blinders off. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because we right now are worshiping God, a part of everyone. Like the whales are worshiping God. The birds are worshiping God. You know, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. the plants do worship God, supposedly. The rocks do too, you know, but we don't get to experience that because, you know, we're made from rock and dust and, right. you know, we're made from the earth. And uh, I don't know. I'm 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 excited for that.
1: Yeah.
2: Seeing it and just I mean, seeing heaven. Why can't we be excited for that? You know, seeing what heaven looks like, seeing the majesty of God's creation outside of the natural realm that we
1: are locked into right now. You know. Yeah. No, we're <laughs> supposed to get excited about that stuff. So that's the whole point. You know, is to to get our our mindset on heavenly things. Um, you know, some people say, well, you know, you you need to live in the here and now, and it's like. Well, yeah, but we also live in the now because we get to look forward to the hope of tomorrow. Yep. Uh, So hope, faith and love. These are the three greatest things, right? The greatest is love. But we place our hope and faith in things not yet seen. We hope for that. We have an earnest desire for it. Not like we're like, oh, man, I wish it comes true. No, we we believe that it's going to happen. That's our faith. But we hope we place our hope in that because we know it's going to happen So we're like, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I know. I'm going to step
2: out in that. I love to imagine things, you know. Yeah, we got to be careful with our imagination sometimes. But, you know, like just imagining eternity with God, it's, it's, what what do you, how do you spend your time when you're laying in bed Mm -hmm. and thinking about Jesus, you know? You know, but beyond talking to him, it's just, I don't know, just drift off with him. Like, Lord, what are we going to do for millions of years together? Yeah. What are we going to do? And just, I don't know. I just imagine scenarios. I imagine things, you know, I think that's okay. It's an anticipation of spending time with my dad. Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) you know, he he adopted me, appointed me, he's called me. And uh, there's going to be a time where we're not in warfare anymore. You know, like we're in war right now. Imagine a time when we're not. And I know a lot of people like, you know, like, listen, we got to wake up. If we're not, if we're not warring, like, listen, you're in war. We're in war. Like, we we are in a battle. Like, I you know, I saw a video. Someone was like, they were just crying. Like, God, like, I I just want it to stop. I just need a break. I just need a break. I just need a break. It's like the enemy does not give us a break right now. That's just the truth. The enemy does not. It's not God. It's the enemy. We need to get through this. Yeah, You know, so it's
1: so. War isn't over until the enemy is defeated. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's good. And, and, and he's yeah.
2: relentless and he keeps coming. He's going to keep coming. Until you know, yeah. until the fullness as we were talking about, mm-hmm. you know the fullness of what God's waiting for—the fullness of the saints to come in. God is, God is calling everyone home. He's getting everyone adopted that needs to be adopted.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Everyone needs to hear the message. Everyone needs to have a chance. Yeah. yeah. He's not slow to fulfill his promises, as though we think. You know.
1: Yeah, and that he's faithful to. fulfill them that whole hope thing i think is what god is is one of the things god's been pressing on me is that you know we need in in our identities and knowing who we are it also comes along with the promises of god and we really need to set our side we keep saying that set our sights in in the heavenly realms in an infinite mindset um that like we we need to start believing in the promises of God as the church like if we actually believed in the promises of God that he is always with us that no man can stand before us no enemy can stand before God um, while he is with us you know that he's given us the spirit not of fear but of adoption of family that I have literally an army of angels behind me to fight my battles with me like that God is there like they don't even need to fight because I have God Like, and and they can just stand there and taunt the demons while God thrashes them about, you know? Yeah, but
2: God God doesn't even have to move forward. He's like, I'll just have my angel do it. Yeah. Because, like, (laughs) I'm
1: God. It's just like. And again, I'm not I'm not like sitting here bashing anybody if if you're doubting, you know, like I, I do we all the enemy the
2: enemy throws the fiery darts of yeah. doubt at
1: us. But that's what we're talking about is like we, we need to step into this so that when like today, I, I you know, messed up in my uh, you know, with, with thoughts today and stuff. We talked about that beforehand. And afterwards I'm just like, Man, why don't you just remember your the promises of God? Like, why don't you just remember in that point like that, you know, no, you're in a battle. You need to step up, like, it, and it wasn't. I wasn't trying to bash myself because I used to do that, but now I'm in this mindset that God is has forgiven me and that He loves me and I am His child. And now it's more of Josh. Come on, man. That that was dumb you know you yeah. are a warrior of christ get back up get in righteous there righteous man
2: fall seven times but he gets up again hosea 14 3 you had this verse written down for this podcast too in you god the orphan finds mercy we need to remember mm-hmm. that god in mm-hmm. in him we find our mercy so we need to we need to embrace that we need to embrace that mercy pick ourselves up and keep going forward. Um, yeah, we we are we are going to fall. We we carry this corpse around, which is our dead flesh. Mm-hmm. I have this conversation all the time. How can a Christian have a demon? You know what I mean? I bring this yeah. up. And I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail right now. But it's just like you know we're alive in the spirit, but our we still carry our flesh, and the flesh is the realm of the dead. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it also. It'll, it it wants to speak. It wants its own little, pl- you know, it wants its own worship. It wants to yeah. do its own thing. It's an amnesty with God. Our flesh is still here. Mm-hmm. Still with it. Still, I'm looking at it right now. You know, that's yeah. my flesh. And it's still, it's an enemy of God. This is an enemy to God. Mm-hmm. And the enemy No, and the devil, the enemy knows that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So he's
2: going to exploit that. He's going to use that to what? To make us trip and fall and hopefully keep us there for as long as he can. Yes. So push
1: your face down yeah, in the, the Yeah, the
2: faster we get ourselves back up or allow God to pick us up mm. the better off cuz we need to keep going, you know? So Yeah. Um not a license to sin, but like listen, we're all going to mess up. Yeah. Or or go real, you know, if you're Isaiah Saldivar, maybe a little bit longer
1: before messing up. Yeah. <laughs> cuz that guy's nuts, but but uh you know what I mean? I heard an illustration in college that it's like <clears throat> we're like when we're on Christ we're like a dynamite uh, stick waiting to be exploded in that we, we are lit on the end when we come to Christ. But a lot of times what happens is that we let that enemy, when we sin and stuff like put us out Mm -hmm. and when we start to simmer and it's like the quicker that we get lit, the quicker we can get to that place where we're going to, we're going to do our, what our intent was, which is, you know, dynamites explode, but ours is to share the gospel and do that stuff we have a purpose that we're headed towards. Don't let this, don't let Satan, um, you know, snuff out your wick, like let that wick burn, let that spirit burn in, in you. And then the day that comes, it's going to be an explosion of awesomeness.
2: Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's like the 10 virgins, of the story of the virgins. to her, the lamps, you got to keep our oil in the lamps, right? We got to keep yeah. our oil. Well, <laughs> you know, for people who only understand electricity, that story, that parable might be lost on you, yeah. you know, but you know, oil is where you got your light, you know, so
1: if you learn out of oil, you're going to run out of light. So we got to keep that light going. One of the reasons I put this verse in here is because it's kind of like an, a contrasting view. It, it goes in play with adoption that we are adopted, but it, it shows you what we were before adoption. Obviously, this is why God has a heart for orphans and widows. Um, orphanhood is a picture of what we were, that when we sin, um, when we have fallen out of God's family, um, when we're born, we're not a part of God's family. That we have separated ourselves from God because of sin, um, and that's the gravity of sin. And that now, because of His death on the cross, we can be brought and We can be appointed as a, as His son. So, whose son were we before we were adopted as God's sons? We're we're sons of Satan. We're sons of the of the evil one because he's tricked us into his family and we chose that willingly. We were born into that family, but now God says, "Now you can be a part of my family because of what I did." And so He rescued us. Yeah. And yet while we were still sinners,
2: Christ died for us. Yeah. It's like what whether like we have to really think about that, the gravity of that, you know, as God's character. Should, I mean, should we get to those last verse here, Matthew just eighteen say, five?
0: Yeah, before going to looking back at Hosea fourteen, yeah, the the end of verse three there. That's awesome. Yeah, in you the orphan finds mercy. But verse one and two and the first part of three, like it's a hearkening to repentance, right? And so that's an important step, right? We yeah, have, we have to, yeah, acknowledge our shortcoming, right? And of course, God in His mercy, like always, takes us back as that orphan. But
1: yeah. You can't, repent and can't, believe. Can't, can't gloss over the repentance part. And, and that's, that's what, that is what coming to Christ is, right? It, oh, it's sure. a life repentance because you've noticed that you've been going down this route and something's missing, mm-hmm. something's not right, something's wrong. And that's when God is, is speaking his gospel to you is to say, no, you need to change, you need to change. And this is how you do it, you believe in my son. Because if you believe in my son, it's going to bring about a radical change in your life. Not that you won't mess up, not that you're not going to have struggles, but you're different. Your life, your outlook, where you're headed, everything is different from here on out. You're on a different trajectory. Yeah. I
2: even think that we were talking about, you know, like what is that? Is that Micah chapter 7 where the righteous man falls 7 times and he gets back up again? But like, you know, I feel like getting back up again to keep following Christ. I mean, that's that in it of itself is a form of repentance too because we can wallow, we can stay stuck. You know, on our faces on the ground for for however long we can be like the prodigal son in the pig trough. You know, it's like at some point we got to get ourselves out of the pig trough yeah. and say, "I'm at least go be a servant in my father's house." Mm-hmm. You know, get yourself up and get moving towards back, face him, go towards him, repent, turn the other way, turn to turn to him. That's what repentance is. Yeah. yeah. So, and Matthew eighteen five here, and whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name, welcomes me. God welcomes his children, yeah He wants the children to come, and I mean that verse is talking about little children as well, but I mean, we're all little children
1: in God's eyes, yeah, well, and he's talking you know um to the disciples and stuff at that, that uh whenever he references children, he's not just referencing little children he's 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 referencing his children, he's yeah. referencing. Uh, because he goes on to say, if you if you cause one of them to stumble, and it, it, I think in the context, he's saying that like these new beginning believers, like these people who are just coming into the faith, if you cause them to stumble, woe unto you, you'd rather have a millstone tied around your neck and thrown into the lake. Because he's talking about like the severity of causing um, people who are following after God um how great that is if they if you cause someone to fall, which
2: we've all done, faith. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So like, what's
2: worse than having a millstone wrapped around your neck? Hell, you know. What I mean, it's mm-hmm. like that's the it's greater to have a millstone wrapped around your neck. That would be that would be an easier out than hell, right? You know what I mean? We all deserve hell. That's why Christ died. So mm-hmm. I think that you know, contextually, we've talked about this 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 um, scripture as just like little kids. Like if you cause a little kid to sin. You know, you know what I'm saying. We've all heard mm-hmm. sermons yeah. on, it. we've all heard snippets and little video clips on it, and mm-hmm. there's a lot more to that. Yeah. We've all been there, even if it was talking about little kids. We've all caused little kids to sin at some at mm-hmm. one point, right? Oh, by right. our actions, by something we've done. You know, your kid watches you, probably seen you sin.
1: Well, yeah, if you're a dad or a parent, yeah, you for you, sure
2: you have a. Mil- you're, you're, it, yeah. It'd be better for you to have a millstone wrapped around your neck mm-hmm. already at this point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we're all guilty of this. Like, I want people to understand that, like, hey, let's throw our pride out because we've yeah. all done this.
1: Yeah. That's what Jesus and is saying. if you haven't done this, well, then you probably thought of a woman or a man in an adulterous manner in your head. So you've committed adultery in your Yeah. Heart. You know, if you if you haven't done that, then you've probably called a brother a fool or you've thought about up. someone to that you wanted to murder someone in your mind you have that hatred in your heart, you know? So yeah, we, we've all, you know, been guilty and stuff of that. Um, you know, but it it just goes to show you here that again, God loves his children and we have been appointed his children. Mm -hmm. Like, so again, it, this goes back to the love of God, um, that before the beginning of the world, he appointed all of his children to be his children. Like mm-hmm. he literally chose everyone to go to heaven through his son, mm-hmm. but not all will choose that. Yeah. I mean, he just, loves you. He loves you. He wants you to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. What was that person who keeps his children from getting to him? Mm-hmm. Which a lot of times that, that's ourselves. If we don't choose Christ, we're we're keeping ourselves from getting to God. Mm-hmm. And what's that punishment? That's that's what we choose, you know,
2: well, it's like where we we dangerously dance around like the legalism issue or the like follow the law in its entirety as a belief. you know what I mean we've been having mm-hmm. these conversations you know it, we have to be careful with this type of dialogue because you know or it, Paul even talked about it like I would rather just not even eat meat than do it in front of my brothers to cause them to stumble, mm. you know, and it's <clears throat> we we just need to be we need to be cautious, we need to be careful in in this regard. But I just think it's cool too. Like, and whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. And it, like, this goes back to how we are supposed to act, you know, with one another. You know, whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. So it's, we are to view other people, we are to view other believers, uh, even real children, as welcoming God Himself. Mm-hmm. So if you reject that, you're rejecting God. You know, it's, 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 it's rejecting him. It's, it's the same as like, if you, if you give your cloak to a stranger, it's like giving a, if you're, it's like giving your cloak to God himself or giving a a drink. It's like giving Jesus a drink. Yeah. You know, like this is how we are supposed to live in that, in that generous state, because we are to look at the world in this way. We are to look at other imagers of God
1: in this way. Yeah. Um, That's what I was going to say, because it goes back to the image, right? You know, if, if you've done this for someone, you've done it to me because that is who God is. Like he is love. So when we actually show love, we're showing God, you know? So yeah. it, it it's, it's awesome. And then you have to look at other people, like you said, as imagers of God, because their image bears of God, like they may not be walking in that. They may not be believing in that, but they still bear an image of his creation that he has pressed on them. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, Man, I struggle with that a lot at work. I struggle, you know. I struggle, um, you know, with my neighbor. I struggle with that, and, and that's hard. And again, I'm at, I'm getting to that point where I'm not condemning myself for that anymore. It, but it it still doesn't mean that I'm not encouraging myself to be better at that. You know, that's the difference. Is we need to encourage ourselves to walk in the fruit of God, mm-hmm. as God does. Hey, you messed up there. You shouldn't be doing that. But get closer to me, and that'll that'll eventually come. Um, you know, the further the we fruit. yeah, we,
2: the further the further we get into that freedom, the more fruitful we'll naturally bear. Yeah, like we'll bear the fruit of Christ once we get into that freedom. And it's tough to get it's tough to get into there. It's tough to live a life in total conquering freedom because we have yeah. to you have to fully die. Like you have to fully die, surrender everything. And it's and that could be a tough place. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people struggle with that because the enemy is relentless.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just thinking
0: about children in there, like initially, my thought was innocence. You know, you think of kids and they're they're so innocent. But I think as both you guys, as fathers, you know, they're like <laughs> there isn't a full innocence of a child, right? And so looking at ch- children, you know, this imagery that that Christ is kind of painting here, it's like more so of a dependency, right? Like children are entirely dependent on their parents for provision and for care. And like within that there's a, a humility, right? Of like humbly like accepting what they can't provide for themselves.
2: Yeah. It just um, total it you know what I mean, they can't even experience they don't their brain doesn't even go to that place of of lack. Right. yep of what or what they would do with that lack right and i'm not saying like a kid couldn't figure out how to survive in some ways you know alone which some people have had to do you know um uh, but it's like their brain just doesn't even go there yeah. <laughs> you know like my kid doesn't even i couldn't even imagine my five-year-old like his mind going to that place i mean i would consider my 10 year old he's getting he's you know what i mean he he could figure out some stuff you know mm-hmm. yeah he's getting to that age of accountability where you know what I mean eh, yeah. eh, it's debatable you know <laughs> he's around that you know what I mean yeah he's, I get, on the cusp know? yeah he's on that cusp you know where yeah. he starts to get it a little bit yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah I mean just that innocence well I think about it with like children too is even if you wrong them, they forgive so easily hmm. you know a kid can be uh, it's sad it's really sad that a child could be abused yeah physically mm-hmm. physically really had and still love their parent emotionally yeah emotionally or sexually whatever it might Mm -hmm. be you know the evil Mm -hmm. things that happen in our world um
1: but that goes and shows a picture of jesus's forgiveness you know yeah like how much do we abuse god but yet he's willing to forgive us Mm -hmm. and he says that we have to be like a little child in faith right and 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 that's crazy because i saw a tiktok video Satan
2: exploits that you know as we grow up and he he, you know he Breaks our minds in that way. Yeah. This is why I see in deliverance, you know, people who have been hurt, exploited by yeah. the enemy at such a young age. But you know what I mean? Like natural, in that natural state of innocence, a child is able to and willing to forgive. Yeah, And it's not until we start to get older where like the repression, the suppression, the pain, the trauma starts to like manifest itself. And, yeah. you know, spirits are there like exploiting it too but man just like the ability to forgive and love unconditionally as children is yeah. is, is really cool obviously they steal and they hit and they mm-hmm. lie and they do all this other stuff too you see that sin oh, yeah. in their lives but yeah. but it they're but they still have an innocence they still don't get it you know they just don't get it
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know they just don't know like my kid you know my well, son was, sometimes they know yeah you know, sometimes they yeah they when know, they stare
1: at you and they're they, doing it and they're kind of got that laugh they, on they know face. but
2: they still need to be like disciplined to that point to know you know mm-hmm. And that's how we are to be as you know we have to accept that discipline because the loving father disciplines
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know so you know like my <laughs> you know like, like my son pushed my daughter off the couch she gets upset she pinches him and i hear him start crying and i'm like what's going on over there you know like why why is he crying and my daughter just well he he pushed me off the couch I was like well obviously that wasn't as bad as your pinch so you know mm. why are you doing this yeah and just I don't know you know ten minutes later there's there's no one's crying everything's fine you know uh-huh. yeah but it's like micro it's just tons of those moments all yeah day long. I, I saw, kids,
1: uh, you know, with kids you know I saw a TikTok video the other day that um, he was talking it was a pastor talking about how his kid. Like, in the morning, the very first thing they do is they run into his room and start asking him for breakfast and, like, all these things. It's, like, because the faith of the kid is that they don't have to worry about anything that their parent is going to provide for them. And that that's where they go. Like, when they need to, you know, do whatever, they go to their parent. So whether they need food, whether they need, you know, the resources necessary to go to school whatever it is was the first uh, place they had it's right into the father's arms or the mother's arms so it goes straight to the parents and and he was painting that picture that that's what we should be doing with god why is it that we always try to look to ourselves or the world first when we need healing it shouldn't be oh well the all we can do is pray about it. No, the first thing we can do is pray about it. You know, why is it that like when we need deliverance, we're like, ah, it's just, I'll go to a therapist or whatever. No, God can deliver me. Like God's my healer. God's my deliverer. God's my redeemer. Amen. You know, like that's the place where I should be going to is into my father's arms. I'm in his hand already. I should just accept that—that that he, I am secure in his hand. When I need security, he is my bodyguard. <laughs> you know, he is—he is way better than Kevin Costner and, and Whitney Houston. He is—he is the ultimate bodyguard. <laughs> no, so that's why I said he's way better. So, <laughs> but you know, it, it's like that's the kind of faith that we need to have. Is that the first place I should be running is my father's arm? So even yeah. if we're married, like. Again, we should be going to God the Father first, even in our marriages. That way, when we come to our significant other, we can help bring them along in that. Running way to can bring ours. Running to
2: anything possible. first mm-hmm. is idolatry. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Yeah. It started to become predictable. I like it. I got these. Everything's
0: identical <laughs> I coin it. Yeah.
2: But, but it's, I mean, isn't it, is it not? No, yeah, yeah, right? 100%.
1: But we, uh, uh yeah, the, we are getting to the end of this episode here. So, um, you know, we just want to say thanks for, for listening. And I guess my big point right now is that we're talking about identity. Um, and so if, if, if you're struggling with identity, we hope that you're learning and getting built up in this. If you're listening and you're not a Christian, you know, we want you to know that this is for you too. Yeah. If you so choose it, like this is what your identity is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And other people have taken that and they may be struggling with that identity, but you guys are struggling to even know who you are. So I I want you to know that this is for you and we love you and we want you to come to Christ. So. This, this adoption can be you as well. You can be adopted in God's family. And so, you know, that would be my challenge is if if you're really searching, keep asking, keep searching. But if you want to take that step today, tonight, when, whenever you're listening to this, God loves you. He loves you as a son. He wants to, you to be a part of his family. He That's why he did that on the cross. That's why he died for your sins. And he did that before the beginning of time. Like he, he created time and he knew he was going to have to do that so if you haven't given your life over to Christ um you know i want you to <laughs> yes, but that's sir. because i want to, i want you to be my brother and sister i want to see you in heaven
2: yeah holy spirit do the work yeah yeah holy spirit just increase right now in the listeners yeah. yeah in jesus name father we just trust you we rely on you god so anyone who's listening and we pray right now you just soften their hearts god we soften your hearts jesus yeah. name Father, just do the work. Do the work, Father. We rely upon you for everything that includes our faith, God. So I just, I just encourage anyone listening that they just surrender, um, just surrender over to you. Just, you know, God, show us who you are. Show us who you are. Show us the love that you have for us. Truly make this manifest in our life, God. Just, uh, we'll praise you for. We will give you the glory. Anyone who's listening that's just struggles, you know, struggles with that identity, just receive right now. Just pray that in Jesus' name. Just Holy Spirit, just do the work. Just surrender. Just give it over to Him. Whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're wrestling with, if there's, a, if there's a sin in your life that you are struggling with, uh, where you feel like you're dirty or unclean and you and God just doesn't want to look at you, He does. Just give it to Him, He'll take it from you in Jesus' name. The cross was enough. The blood of Jesus was enough. It was everything, it is finished. He desires to to have all of you. He's jealous for you. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so, Father, yeah, we thank you. We thank you for the work that you do in our lives. <clears throat> we pray that you increase it right now in Jesus' yeah. name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Just want to um, say, you know, there churches they like to do what's called the sinner's prayer and stuff. Listen, if if you want to come to Christ, it is a personal relationship it is like mark had talked about earlier a repentance and a turning of of, of the life yeah. so basically you just need to acknowledge that you're living wrong that or you're living without god and you need god and that you need to turn your life towards him you know if if you want to do that just talk to god mm-hmm. you know let him know how your life's been and and you know that you need him and you believe in the death and resurrection of jesus on the cross for your sins Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, if, if you type in Google Romans road, I'm sure that it would bring up, uh, kind of some verses to go through to explain the gospel. Um, but it's just going to basically tell you that, you know, the wages of what you do, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to create death because that's what the wages of sin are is death. And that there is basically a, a, a God that came down, like John said, and, and, and became incarnate and into a man and, and he placed aside his divinity so that he could, um, that he, he could save you, that he could redeem you, um, with his death and resurrection. Um, and so we just pray that you have received that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to believe that some, that this is going to reach someone that needs to hear that, um, uh, and that needs to take that step. So I would encourage you, uh, for those of you who have taken that step, um get into a local church get plugged in with a body of believers um and then get into the bible get into the word start praying with god um you know if you can't find a church or you don't feel comfortable at one keep praying and keep getting in the bible until you do mm-hmm.
2: um yeah god will direct us you know it's mm-hmm. like we we have to believe like children mm-hmm. just yeah. trust that he's going to throw he's going to he's going to send you people into your life to water that seed that was just planted. He's going to bring a church body to you. I mean, like we have to do some stuff, right? We have to do mm-hmm. some stuff, but God is going to, he's faithful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, He pre- he's the author of our faith. How does he mm-hmm. author it? Well, he puts people in our lives. He puts congregations in our lives. He puts huh. uh, the verses in front of us that we need for our, for our daily bread. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just, um, God is amazing. Yeah. And
0: uh, just trust him. Now, just say continually pray for God to give you eyes to see what he's doing because so often we'll pray these prayers and we'll expect that it's going to look a certain way when in reality, maybe God's already answered that prayer or is answering it daily and you just don't have eyes to see it. So just pray, like, God, yeah, open my yeah, eyes, yeah. show me what you're doing, you know, like show me the blessings that are today and now, you know, don't let me take them for granted. Don't let yeah. Don't let me be swayed by the enemy, basically. Yeah. And yeah, Josh, you're talking about, you know, prayer, like that can be done, especially that, that first prayer, right? That sinner's prayer, as we said, that's something you can do in the silence of your heart. But I just say like, there's power in spoken word, like speak out to God, cry out to God, you know, get somewhere quiet and, um, make
1: Correct. that
0: a very real, yeah, a very real, a very heartfelt conversation.
1: Yeah. Which yeah. would be my advice. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. Um, you know, we we try to take off churchianity as mo- much as possible because it, it. We have to remember that it is a relationship. It, yeah. You know this. There isn't no struct. There isn't a certain structure to it. The Bible just says, if you believed in the death and resurrection and what my son did on the cross, that that salvation. Mm-hmm. Believe and repent. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's what we'll leave it at today. Um, We're going to continue on. I think we're talking about uh, being friends of Christ next. I could be wrong on that, um, but we're just going to continue to speak in identity. Um, Again, we hope it's blessed you. We thank you for joining us if you listen. Um, If you guys have any um, tips or questions or whatever it is, uh, prayer requests, again, we still have a page on Facebook, Heart of the Matter uh, radio page. Um, you know, I have a TikTok handle for 12 stones media. Uh, John has a TikTok as well. His handles at John Bandaloo. Um, so give us a watch there. Uh, if you like, we come up with some different videos. Um, and then Mark will be having a blog, uh, Sometime in the future here about his journeys and missions, and um, we look forward to that. Um, You can also, if you want to, donate to Mark. I'm sure, um, you know, if you need information, you can write on our Facebook or get in touch with us somehow. Um, But, yeah, we appreciate you uh, joining us, and uh, hope this has blessed you. And guys, have a good night. Yeah, God bless. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to today's podcast
2: episode. If you've enjoyed it, please click the like and share buttons on whichever platform you're on. And you can also
1: follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We hope that you had a good time and hope the conversation brought some joy into your life. Have a blessed day and join us next time on the Heart of the Matter podcast.